Welcome to the Drum Set Shrink Podcast. My name is Stefano Ashbridge, and this is a show about drummers, drumming, and the challenges that come with playing the drums. One of the things that separate a good musician from a great one is dynamics. It's more than just how loud or soft you play throughout sections of a song, but dynamic playing involves changes that keep the interest of the listener, even if they're small ones. I'd like to discuss some things that will help you play the drums more dynamically, first balancing and adjusting the different voices of the drum set when playing, then specific exercises to develop the control it takes to alter the dynamic in your playing. Let's start with some options for the most used parts of the drum set. Bass drum. Most players either play the bass drum with their heels down or their heels up. It's possible to play dynamically using either technique alone, but practicing both will give you more options. For example, jazz drummers will often feather the bass drum, playing it lightly throughout to keep time. This is usually easier done with heels down. On the other hand, playing fast double strokes on the bass drum requires more power, and it's usually easier done with heels up. Multiple strokes on one bass drum are also done using the heel-toe technique, where you start with the heel up and alternate the bass drum strokes between the heel and the toe. Another technique to achieve this is called the slide, where you strike the pedal and slide your foot up the pedal as it rebounds to make the next stroke. Snare drum. A normal stroke on the snare drum is usually done by striking the center of the drum with the sticks starting between 6 to 8 inches from the drum head. From there you can lower the dynamics by playing ghost notes, which are softer strokes with the sticks starting 1 to 2 inches from the drum head, or accented notes with the sticks starting between 10 to 12 inches from the drum head. The exact height of the stick may vary from drummer to drummer, but the point is that the louder you want the note to be, the higher you should start the stroke or allow the stick to rebound from the head after you strike it. Another popular technique for accents on the snare drum is the rim shot. Rim shots are when you play the head and the rim of the drum with one stick at the same time. Playing them both together produces an accented note which makes the drum crack more. Conversely, a cross stick is a technique where the tip of the drumstick is placed on the head near one of the bearing edges and the shaft of the drumstick is struck against the rim opposite the tip. This produces a softer woodblock type sound. You can also get different sounds by playing the drum off-center. Experiment with each one of these snare techniques moving the stick around to alter the sound. Hi-hat. There are many variations you can play on the hi-hat. It's a very expressive instrument. You can play it closed tightly, wide open, and anywhere in between by adjusting the pressure your foot has on the hi-hat pedal. You can play bark accents on the hi-hat by slightly opening them as you strike the hi-hats with your stick and then quickly closing them with your foot. You can also get different sounds by striking different parts of the hi-hat like the bell, the bow, or the edge. A common way to play the hi-hats is by altering the strokes between the bow and the edge. This gives the flow a lilt as you play. Ride. In general, going to the ride symbol from the hi-hat when you play opens up the sound and makes a dynamic change because it resonates longer than two hi-hats close together. As with the hi-hat, you can get different sounds out of the ride symbol by playing it in different places. The most common way to play it is on the bow. You can get different accents by playing the bell or by playing the edge, the same way you would strike a crash symbol. Styles. Different styles of music also have varying guidelines when it comes to dynamics and the four limbs. 
In rock drumming, for example, the beat is usually propelled by the bass and snare drum, so they're usually a little louder than the hi-hats, or right cymbal. In traditional jazz drumming, it's just the opposite, where the right cymbal is what drives the beat and is usually louder than the bass and snare drums, which accompany and accent the music. This is something to take into consideration when working with different styles of music, but it's more of a guide than a rule. A simple but very important exercise to practice is to play a basic beat using any of the combinations of the above techniques and gradually increase and decrease the volume of all your limbs at the same time. Make sure you don't change the tempo though, use a metronome to make sure you stay in time. This really helps transitioning dynamic levels smoothly and develops the control that it takes to play various volumes. Do the same exercise with each limb individually. Increase and decrease the volume one limb at a time while the other limbs stay the same volume. Take note of how the different limbs feel when you play them at different dynamics. You want to make sure you're not increasing tension as you increase volume. Tension prohibits speed and control. You can also do the above exercise with fills. If you're going from a quiet section to a louder section, the fill you use needs to increase in volume appropriately. Start by playing a 16th note snare roll and increase and decrease the volume. Again, use a metronome to stay in time. Once you feel comfortable with that, do the same thing with more complicated fills. It takes some time to master these techniques. Practice each of them separately to make sure you're comfortable with them before you incorporate them into your playing. Also listen to a variety of music to see how all these techniques are used. Thanks for listening. You can find me at drumlessonsinla.com. My name is Stefano Ashbridge. Until next time.